Hello, this is Zandi Hicks. This podcast is called Bold, Brave, and Daring because, well, that's already inside of you. You can choose to be bold, brave, and daring every day of your life. And this podcast teaches you how to walk through life with God, Him showing you how to become bold, brave, and daring. This podcast is like letters from God Himself. So stay tuned because I know that He wants to speak right to you. Hello, everyone. So today is letter 13, and I hope you guys are having a good start to your year 2022. It's still so crazy that it's the new year, but I am enjoying this series. So in this letter, Screw Tape starts out by scolding Wormwood for letting the patient have pleasure, which we discussed in letter nine that God made pleasures for us. And this letter is so good because it talks about us as the humans enjoying ourselves. Even just the smallest things, like the patient took a walk by the old mill and had a cup of coffee, and then he enjoyed a book that he likes. Just these little moments awakened the patient to reality, which made him renew his faith. So to start reading about that, Screwtape says, How can you have failed to see that the real pleasure was the last thing you ought to have let him meet? Didn't you foresee that it would just kill, my contrast, all the trumpery which you have been so laboriously teaching him to value, and that the sort of pleasure which the book and the walk gave him was the most dangerous of all? That it would peel off from his sensibility the kind of crusts that you have been forming on it, and make him feel that he was coming home, recovering himself. As a preliminary to detaching himself from the enemy, you want to detach him from himself, and had made some progress in doing so. Now that is all undone. So what he's saying is... You've been getting the patient to value things that don't really matter. And now that you let him have pleasures, he's starting to become himself again. We read in letter 10 that worm one was to get the patient acting different in each circle, which starts to get him to think like he doesn't really know who he is because he's pretending to be someone he's not. But now by letting the patient read a good book and go on a walk, he's becoming himself again. And detaching himself from God also means detaching himself from who he is. It goes on to say, of course I know that the enemy also wants to detach men from themselves, but in a different way. Remember always that he really likes the little vermin and sets an absurd value on the distinctness of every one of them. When he talks of losing their selves, he only means abandoning the clamor of self-will. Once they have done that, he really gives them back all their personality and boasts, I'm afraid sincerely, that when they are wholly his, they will be more themselves than ever. That is so good. Hence, while he is delighted to see them sacrificing even their innocent wills to his, he hates to see them drifting away from their own nature for any other reason. So what that was saying is God wants us to get rid of our old selves and follow him and act like him. Then when we become like God, we are more ourselves than ever. How freeing is that? We're most free when we're like God. And God hates to see us drift from our own nature for any other reason except to sacrifice our will for his will. What makes us us is our deepest likings and impulses. Do you deeply and impulsively want to help people? Like when things happen, what's your first impulse? Maybe your first impulse is to bring someone a gift. Maybe it's to bring them a meal. Maybe it's to have coffee with them. Maybe it's to write them a card. 
Maybe it's to hold someone's hand. I basically just described all of the love languages, but it's whatever's in your nature that God has put a part of you. That's how God made you to express love. And that's what Screwtape and Wormwood are trying to extinguish out of the man and then get him to be like the world instead of how he truly is. Screwtape goes on to tell Wormwood how to get a man away from being himself again with a desire to substitute his standards for the world's standards. It goes on to say, I would make it a rule to eradicate from my patient any strong personal taste, which is not actually a sin, even if it is something quite trivial, such as fondness for country cricket, or collecting stamps, or drinking cocoa. Such things, I grant you, have nothing of virtue in them, but there is a sort of innocence and humility and self-forgetfulness about them, which I distrust. The man who truly enjoys any one thing in the world for its own sake, and without caring two pence what other people say about it, is by that very fact forearmed against some of our subless modes of attack. You should always try to make the patient abandon the people or food or books he really likes in favor of the quote-unquote best people, the quote-unquote right food, and the quote-unquote important books. Okay, so this is saying get him to give up the things that he likes, like collecting stamps or drinking hot cocoa or playing cricket. And really the goal is to try and get rid of our individualities. What makes us us? Get them to focus on what everyone else is saying is the right thing, the right food, the right books, the important things to the world. And it ends with saying that as long as the patient thinks about repentance but doesn't act on it, we're winning. Then in the long run, since he hasn't acted on it, he won't be able to feel. And we talked about that in another letter. Don't act on your feelings. That's what the demons don't want you to do because that brings you back to reality. It brings you back to God. It brings you back to repentance like this man did. So what we can take away from this is what do we enjoy to do? Like I enjoy writing. I enjoy making bouquets of flowers. I enjoy cooking. Like what are the simple things that we like to enjoy that makes us us? And then that's what the enemy is also trying to pull you away from because being an individual, you won't focus on what the world wants. I see this a lot on social media too, where you're trying to make your page look like everyone else's, but you're not everyone else. And so focusing on how you are as an individual, it's going to make you stand out, but it's also like, that's who you're called to be. Just be yourself. That's basically what this chapter about is about. Like the man enjoyed going on a walk and drinking hot tea and reading a good book. And it threw everything out of proportion for the demons. So how can we live that out in this next year? What's something that you enjoy doing that you can do today? You can start to walk in that. I mean, fun and things that we enjoy and bring pleasure to our lives don't have to be the things that we did as kids and they seem trivial as adults. They're actually fun as adults. Like, Did you enjoy taking dance classes? Did you enjoy playing a sport? Did you enjoy spending time with friends? Did you enjoy game night? Did you enjoy having youth group? Like, what are the things that you enjoyed as a kid? Did you enjoy singing? And then how can you do that as an adult? And that will bring who you are out as an individualist, as the person that God created you to be. Those are 
the things that we can do as adults and we forget about because we get so lost in the world and we get lost in our everyday, our jobs, our routines, taking care of our kids, taking care of our spouses, taking care of ourselves, hopefully. This is part of taking care of ourselves is focusing on what we like to do and then doing it and enjoying it. And maybe you don't like it anymore, but you got to find that out. So what can you do this year? Maybe you can take some a class of some sort in the next couple weeks and figure out if you still like that thing or not. But what are the simple things that bring you pleasure? And how can you fit that into your normal routine? So yeah, that's what this chapter is about. And that last part of the letter about how the patient thinks about repentance but doesn't act on it, that's how the demons get us to stop feeling our emotions towards God. And we are feelers as people. We make decisions based on emotions a lot of times. And so how can you draw closer to God with your feelings and with your emotions and act on what he's asking you to do? Maybe it's even just at church participating in the singing, you know, just the little things, but that leads you to repentance. The demons are fine if you think about it. But if you start to act on it, that's when they're trapped. And so we want to make sure that we're acting on our emotions towards God and not just thinking about them. So letter 13 was really interesting, and I'm looking forward to letter 14 tomorrow. And yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying this too. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it, and I enjoy it. So I hope you do too, and have a great day. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Bold, Brave, and Daring is all about making you bold, brave, and daring. Like I say, because it's already inside of you and God wants to show that to you. So if you have any questions, please DM me, message me. I would love to hear your questions or about what God has done in your life. So let me know, comments, and I love you. And I hope that you have a wonderful week.